guys, it's me, Emma's Thing, and this is my podcast, That's What He Said. With over 12 years of blogging, writing, posting, and sharing under my belt, I've somehow grown a small audience who, for whatever reason, seem to really like me. This podcast is just another extension of my blog and will offer unimportant life updates, reviews on movies, books, shows, daily musings about life, in-passing commentary on current events, and of course, a lot of stories of my past, present, and future. Just try it out and see how you like it. That's what he said. Oh my god, you guys. It has been forever. Actually, it's really only been two weeks, but honest to god, in podcast world, especially when your podcast is like a weekly journal about your life. Um, it feels a lot longer than two weeks, but I'm so happy that I am here. It is pretty late in the afternoon on Tuesday when I'm recording this. It's 3.15. I have spent the entire day working and just preparing to go on this summer vacation, which I will talk about more toward the end of part one. Um, but hi, so um, since we last spoke, so much has happened. I tried to write down the highlights to go over with you guys. I'm sure I'm going to leave some stuff out, but, you know, it's good because it's like a good practice for me in not um, talking about all of the most minor details and really focusing on the big moments that um, are more important. So before we dive in, I just want to make sure that you guys took the time to listen to my last episode that guest starred my best friend Whitney. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. And we just talk about a lot. We talk all about Whitney so you can learn more about her and her upbringing and our friendship history. And she gets into all the things that she's been watching and listening and reading to lately. And it was such a fun episode. So just be sure that you're all caught up before diving into this week's. And also, I can't remember if I mentioned on that episode with Whitney or not that I had started a private Facebook group. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, still like not 100% sure what I'm doing with that, what the cadence of it is going to be, what the purpose of it is. Um, but I will say that we have about 62 members in there so far. And um, last week, in lieu of posting a new episode or, or sharing a new podcast episode with you guys, um, I had um, shared one of the advice questions that I had got sent to me um, sort of as like a teaser and shared it in a very um, neutral tone and wanted to see what advice you would give that person before you hear what advice I'm going to give them today. So if you want to be a part of that private Facebook group and kind of come along on the journey of what we make it into, I would love to have you just look up um, the That's What E Said podcast on Facebook. I'm pretty sure it's like facebook.com backslash TWES podcast or That's What E Said I should really look it up, but I'm busy talking to you guys right now. Anyway, um, I will put the link in the show notes, obviously. So definitely request to join that so you can be in on exclusive 
members only conversations. And with that, let's dive in to part one that I call, what have you even been doing? Gonna crack open my bubbly. Um, if you hear me trying to suppress burps, uh, please forgive me. I have to stay hydrated while I talk to you guys, and sometimes it's really hard not to belch. I am drinking a mango-flavored bubbly today, and I have to say that I am not a big flavored sparkling water person by any means. Zach is. He has probably like five a day. I don't even know. I can't, I can't keep track he is just a very thirsty person, and if any if any unattended beverage is laying around the house, he will drink it. And I wish I was exaggerating, but it's very much like Creed or Stanley on The Office when they pull pranks on them to see, like, what they'll notice and what they won't. And if I leave a glass of water or, like, a half-drink can of bubbly laying around, or even, like, if we make mixed drinks, he can't keep track of which one is his. He just drinks everything. Um, anyway, I feel like because of him, we've been through a lot of different brands of flavored sparkling water. And we decided several months ago that Bubbly is by far the best brand. I I love it, which is saying a lot because again, like I'm not really big on them, but it has the exact right amount of bubble. It has the exact right amount of flavor. It doesn't taste like LaCroix, aka La Crap, where it's like the essence of the flavor. Like it actually tastes like I'm drinking sparkly mango water and it's delicious. So that's my two cents about bubbly. I was not planning to share that with you, but here we are. So while I was going through my mental notes about what to even talk to you guys about um, on this on this makeup episode, if you will. Um, the first thing that I wrote down and the first thing that came to mind was obviously we need to talk about the whole dry bar debacle. So this was two Fridays ago. And, you know, I don't straighten my hair. I don't get my hair blown out. I don't do any of that stuff. And I have before. Um, I'm not like a complete stranger or novice when it comes to that stuff. But I've just leaned so hard into my natural curls that I just don't see the point in putting in all that extra effort to get my hair to be straight or uh, wavy or whatever. But that being said, I truly never know what my natural curls are going to do on a day-to-day -day basis. I, If you have curly hair, you understand what I'm saying in that no two washes are the same. Like I could do the exact same steps in the exact same way one day and do it again, you know, five days later and get completely different curls. So the unpredictability of my hair causes me a lot of anxiety, especially when it comes to big events like, I don't know, my wedding. So I was thinking with my shower coming up, which was this past weekend, that maybe maybe it was worth a visit to dry bar or a blowout bar to see if that's even an option for me. I haven't gotten it done in so long. And I was like, I don't know, maybe like I'll have a better idea of what to ask for. And if if I like it, then maybe that's like an easy an easy fix for the shower. And maybe that's an easy fix for a rehearsal dinner. Um, so yeah, 
So I booked my appointment um, way in advance because they are super booked up, which I would discover mm-hmm. when I went there um, for my appointment that I confirmed. So Friday rolled around and I had a seven o'clock appointment and I was trying to make a cute thing about it. Like I didn't tell Zach what my quote unquote mysterious appointment was because he's never seen me with my hair blown out. And I was planning to like meet him after for dinner and for him to be like, what the fuck? Who are you? Where is my fiance? Um, So I got to dry bar and to check in for my appointment. (laughs) And this girl working behind the front desk just, I, you know what? I'm not going to say what I really want to say about her, um, but it's not nice things. And she didn't seem to know what she was doing. And she looked like she wouldn't know what she was doing. And I was, I told her I was there to check in and she like immediately was like, I don't have you on the books. And I was like, oh, what? I made this appointment at least two weeks ago. I got a confirmation email. She was like, but so did you get a confirmation email about the confirmation email? And I was like, what? This is truly how the conversation was going down. And she was like, yeah, so like you get a confirmation email to confirm your appointment and then you confirm it and then you should get another email that's confirming that you confirm the appointment. And I was like, okay, this is all I have. And I showed her that I got an email about confirming and showed her that I had, in fact, confirmed. I had screenshotted evidence of me confirming. And that still wasn't what she needed. It still wasn't what she was looking for. So it's like a two-step confirmation verification system. I don't know. But long story short, she was pretty unhelpful and basically, no, she didn't basically say, she literally said, there's nothing I can do. We're completely booked. And um, I just could not believe it. I mean, I just, I feel like that's how everything is nowadays. And I understand the reasons behind it, but oh my gosh. And a lot of situations out in the world, it's really getting out of hand with people not knowing what the fuck they're doing. And also on top of that, just an air of not giving a fuck about what they're doing. Like literally couldn't care less. There is no customer service in so many situations now. And it's very bizarre to witness because growing up from the age of 15 on, I was in the service industry. Like whether that was in retail or at actual restaurants, I was working and dealing with customers on a you know, I don't know, not daily basis because I wasn't working every day, but on a part-time basis. And the whole the whole thing about customer service was drilled into our heads. I mean, there were like extensive training courses on providing the absolute best experience for the customer. And that has gone out the window. And it just, I don't know if you guys have watched the Aziz and Sari special on Netflix, but he kind of talks about this and he talks about how it's like everything is 10% shittier. And I could not relate to that more with all of the instances that I have been running into as of late. And as that one person who commented on this podcast would say that I'm a Karen and I complain about everything, well, guess what? I don't give a fuck because 
it's fun to complain and there's lots to complain about. So I just had it with the dry bar situation and I pretty much turned on my heel and walked out. And as I was, she was like, um, we could. I was like, nope, nope, it's fine. It's bye. All good. And proceeded with my evening. Um, But the aftermath of the whole dry bar debacle is that I got an email the next day saying that I was a (laughs) no-show, that I had not shown up for my appointment. And um, obviously, I was going to be charged. And it was the weekend. It was like, maybe I... I can't remember like where the situation was, but basically I couldn't call them right then in the moment. Like their their line for dealing with disgruntled customers was um, closed at the time. So I was like, okay, I will deal with that first thing Monday. And I just ignored the email. I'm sorry, I didn't ignore the email. I'm so sorry. I actually responded. See, this is why it's so hard to take off even like one week of this podcast because I literally cannot remember um, from week to week, what the hell my life is. But I did email them back and I essentially said, um, that I did show up and I explained the situation and that there wasn't, I wasn't in the books and there was nothing she could really do for me. And so I left. And, um, just a few days after that, or maybe like a day after that, I got a a response from like an actual human. And she was like, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Um, I talked to the front desk girl and there seems to have been a miscommunication. I don't know what the fuck the miscommunication was because all I was told was that I didn't have a confirmation email confirming my confirmation. So... Um, she offered me a, she obviously deleted the late charge, uh, or I'm sorry, the cancellation fee that I got. And she offered me a complimentary blowout to which I said, no, thank you. I don't want that. Um, what I didn't say is fuck. No, are you kidding me? I will never, ever be getting a blowout from you guys. Um, I will go somewhere else if I decide that that's something I want to do. But I take the whole situation that happened as a sign of just not doing that ever. My hair is not meant to be blown out. I love my curls. I'm going to work with them. I'm so sorry that I even thought of betraying them. Clearly, they were not happy about it because this is what they did to me. They made my appointment disappear and caused this riffraff in my life. And I hear you, curls. I hear you loud and clear. I'm so sorry for ever defying you. I promise it will never happen again. So that was the dry bar debacle and it got resolved. Thank goodness. But you guys were losing it on Instagram in my DMs about the whole situation. It was very, very funny to see you guys um, so lit up over something so annoying. Um, So in between that and obviously the very big weekend that I just had with my bridal shower and everything, um, Zach and I finished all the Harry Potter movies. He had never seen any of them. And our goal was for him to see them all before we go to Orlando um, next week and go to Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. So we got those all finished. He loved all of them. He obviously really enjoyed the later ones more, which I totally understand. I mean,
there's more to them. They're more they're they're more adult themed, if you will. Um, we also celebrated one of my other best friends' thirty fifth thirty fifth birthdays up in uh, Frisco at Legacy Hall, and that was really fun for everyone to get together with their spouses and um, have tequila shots. And I did my first ever walk on Katy Trail with Zach, and I posted about it in the moment at the time, but just to like reiterate that whole thing for a second. Like I literally have watched walked the Katy Trail a thousand times and I've always dreamt about walking it with my partner. And I don't know why it took Zach and I so long. I really truly have no idea. Um but I would always walk it alone or walk it with friends and I would see, you know, cute, happy couples strolling along, getting their exercise in together, chit chatting. And that was just something I always wanted. It was like the smallest little fantasy of mine to be able to do that someday. And Zach and I did that. We finally did that two weekends ago. And it was so lovely. And he really enjoyed himself. And it's like such a stupid little thing, but I really, really liked it. And then obviously the other big thing that happened in the last few weeks is switching out my engagement ring. So I'm not going to like go on about it because I I posted the story behind why on my um, Instagram and it's in a story highlight. So if you have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, um, you can just go. It's the first highlight there and um, read read the backstory. But Basically, it was like a very anxious decision for me, and it just took us some time to decide what we ultimately wanted to do. But long story short, we had no idea, or Zach had no idea, that when he proposed to me that his grandma's old diamonds and and wedding rings and engagement rings were available to him to use for me, and um, up until a few months ago, this was, and his parents, the last time that he went to visit, insisted that he take all of this family jewelry back with him to see if I liked any of it, to see if we wanted to like do anything special with it. And I absolutely fell in love with his grandma's set of engagement rings. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so stunning. And it's like it was made for my hand. And I say this in the Instagram highlight, but it's like, I, I'm i not a designer. So while I wanted something really unique and different, I had no, I wouldn't have even known where to start. I mean, I didn't know where to start. So that's why like, I asked for what I got and I freaking love my emerald cut so much. But it it's like you don't know what you don't know. And I saw the set of his grandma's rings and I just was like, holy shit. It, I, this is what I would have designed for myself if I had any talent or any sort of vision at all. And it fit like freaking perfectly. Like it had to be resized like just a little bit, which was also like, what the fuck? And so we went back and forth a lot, but ultimately decided that I am, I'm gonna, I am wearing his grandma's original engagement ring, and there's like I said, there's a set of three, but it's a lot, it's a lot of bling, and so um, I for right now 
I'm thinking that once we're married, I will wear the set for super special occasions, for events, for date nights, stuff like that. But on a day-to-day basis, we are still going to be wearing my parents' original wedding bands that I think I talked about in like the first or second episode of this podcast. But it was like back in January when we had that revelation. So I'm going to be wearing that band with my engagement ring on most days. And I will wear the set of three when you know, we are going out on the town. And it's just such an amazingly special story. And there's so much backstory behind it, too. And um, when Zach's mom was just here over the weekend for my shower, I was asking her so many questions about this grandma and getting all of the stories about her that I could. And she sounds as amazing as I know she was. Um, she was just such a force. And so successful and so sought after and you know a larger than life personality i just i think i was just meant to have these rings you guys i think that's really just what it comes down to with us and it's funny because there seems to be a theme of seconds throughout our entire wedding planning process i mean obviously the most obvious one is that this is zach's second marriage but it's also that i ended up going with the second dress that I bought and returning the first one. And we ended up with the second ring instead of the original one that Zach got. And just as of this weekend, we once again changed our rehearsal dinner spot and we are going with this second spot that we had a revelation about instead of the first one. So it's it's this funny theme and um, we're just leaning into it at this point because that's really all we can do. So let's skip ahead to this past weekend that was my bridal shower weekend. It was just amazing. There was so much activity. I was very, very overwhelmed. And my sense of overwhelmedness with just my bridal shower is making me very, very nervous for my wedding day and how overwhelmed I'm going to be and just, you know, unable to be present in the moment. It's just like I walked into the shower and all of my friends were screaming because they're hilarious and the best. Um, And there was all this decor and all these really small details. And it's just, it's such a weird feeling. It's like, I want to take my time and look around at all the small details and really take them in so I can, you know, just be even more appreciative of all of the things that my friends thought about to make it special. But it's like I'm also in a room with all these people and I want to talk to everyone. And I'm also trying to be like, you know, just really leaning into my happiness and joy of the moment. So I remember what that feels like. It's just so much. It's so much. But um It was such an amazing weekend. My sister came into town and uh, our best friend, Getty, who moved to Tulsa back in February, came into town and Zach's mom came into town. And one of my other great friends from uh, who lives in Louisiana came into town. Like, it was just awesome. It was awesome that everyone could make it. And it's such a tight knit group, too, that it just meant, uh, you know, 3000 times more. So I picked my sister up on Thursday and we went directly to the mall to North Park because she needed to find something to wear to my shower. And also, um, my nail guy that I love so much, who works at 
Minilux. He works at the North Park location on Thursdays and Fridays. And I really wanted my sister to get the full treatment from him and get um, French tips because after she saw my blue ones, she was obsessed and she's been growing her nails out and like getting prepared to meet my guy and get get her hands done. So um, we legitimately drove straight to the mall, parked the car and went into Mini Lux. And we were in there for like two and a half hours because we both got manicures. We both got pedicures and it just took a hot fucking second. And then Allie ended up getting her eyebrows waxed as well. So um, after that, we were starving. So we grabbed Shake Shack in the mall. It was absolutely delicious. And then we shopped around. And really, um, it was all about, like I said, finding something for Allie to wear to the shower, but also just like finding her some new clothes in general because she, you know, she had her breast reduction and things are fitting differently and getting dressed right now is kind of a pain in the ass because nothing is really fitting as it should. So, um, we just bopped around. We went into so many stores. We tried on so many things. I mean, she tried on so many things. Um, and we found some really good stuff and I know that it lifted her spirits and just got her really even like more excited for her new, uh, body composition. So that made me really, really happy. And we were there from, we were literally at the mall from 12 until 7 o'clock. I can't even tell you the last time. Actually, I can tell you the last time that I was at a mall that long is when I was working at Nordstrom or Anthropology, and legitimately, like, that was my shift for the day. So we were exhausted, um, but because I talked up Odelay Tex-Mex so much, Allie was like, I really want to go there for dinner. And Zach um, was going to meet us there. And he also was really exciting because he was like, I have your new ring. Like, it's ready. It was ready today. And I met with the jeweler and picked it up. So very exciting stuff going into Odelay for dinner on Thursday evening. And it's so funny because, you know, Merritt introduced me to Odelay and I'd been there with her. And when we were pulling into the parking lot, I thought to myself, I would not be surprised if I saw Merritt here tonight. Like, I just have a weird feeling that she's here. And lo and behold, Allie and I got there before Zach and we walked in and put our names on the list and we turned to go get a drink at the bar. And Amy Jackson and Merritt were literally having dinner at this four top, like, like the first table that you even hit when you walk into the restaurant. And I just like immediately sat down in one of the chairs and was like, uh, hey guys. <laughs> so because it was a four top, Allie and I ended up taking the two extra chairs. And then when Zach showed up, they were so kind and just pulled up a fifth chair and, uh, we completely crashed their dinner. Like they were literally in the middle of a conversation and, um, I sat down and obviously like I checked with them, like, is it okay? And they were more than happy to, have us. Um, and it was great because that was the first time that Allie has met Merritt. And so it didn't have to be like their first time meeting at the shower. And um, Amy and my sister are friends and everyone just got to catch up. And we stayed there for like a while talking. And um, it was it was awesome. It was such a lovely like surprise dinner that happened on Thursday night. Um, and 
once again, I will say that I cannot suggest Odelay enough. It is literally fucking fantastic. My sister was like freaking out about how good the food was. Um, then by the time we were done there, we um, went or no, we didn't. I mean, we did go, but we were done with dinner at like 945 and I had to drive my sister up to Plano um, and drop her off at my parents because that's where she was staying. And um, so I did that. And of course, like my mom wanted me to come inside and I went inside and like we talked for forever and I, you know, had to show her my new ring and all of that stuff. And basically my point is, is that by the time I got home on Thursday night, it was 1115. So I had literally been gone from the house for like over 12 hours that day just on my feet doing things. So um, I was very, very, very tired. And then Friday, um, Getty got into town and her and I went to lunch to catch up. And it was so amazing. Like, oh, I just love her so much and I miss her so much. But it's just, you know, one of those friendships where literally it's like no time has gone by. I mean, it felt like she just driven down the road from her house that they lived in back in February um, to come have lunch with me. And so catching up with her was amazing. And then Zach's mom flew in on Friday afternoon. And so we got her and uh, me, her and Zach hung out Friday night. We took her to Savon G&G for some really delicious Mediterranean food. And we brought a bottle of wine. And that's where, like, she told me all the stories about um, this you know, her mother, whose who's ring I'm wearing. And then we turned in early um, because Saturday was the big day, the big bridal shower day. Um, I was nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. And it's just like so funny. Like I'm just discovering through this entire process that even for someone who loves being the center of attention and wants to be the focus of everyone's lives, um, it's a lot. And I don't know if this is exactly the kind of attention that I um, crave on a day-to-day basis. And it's also like a lot of pressure. I mean, it's a lot of pressure I put on myself, but to, you know, look the part and feel beautiful and make sure like not a hair is out of place and uh, my lipstick is on just right because I just know that like all these eyes are going to be on me and it's not you know, my day-to-day, like, throwing up an Instagram story where I look like an ogre. So, um, you know, we're making a lot of discoveries um, along this uh, wedding planning journey and throughout these wedding events. And this was, like, my first true wedding event. So, yeah, I was uh, very nervous when I woke up on Saturday, but it got ready. I wore my incredible dress by LPA, which is a line that is designed by Pia Barancini, who I have mentioned on here before. I listened to her podcast and um, I've never, ever had a dress like it. I had zero expectations for it because it's not typically a fit, like a silhouette that I would wear, but I got the most incredible shapewear from this brand called Honey Love that is blowing up. They're actually Nordstrom now, which I had no idea. Um, And you know, I did my research. I looked, I, I've used Spanx before and like, they're fine. And I, I have a bodysuit from, no, it's a bodysuit from Good American. I have like a bandeau bra from Skims and it fucking sucks. And so I didn't trust Skims at all. And 
So I ended up on the Honey Love website and I ordered their Superpower thong. And the technology on the shaper is just insane. Like the compression is wild, the way it holds you in, the way it smooths you out. And again, I said this on the reel that I created about the shapewear on Instagram. If you don't want to wear shapewear, you don't have to. Like, it's completely up to you. If you are confident with exactly how your body is and how it looks in a dress, more power to you. If you're wearing a more form-fitting dress like mine was for my bridal shower and feel like you would feel even more comfortable and confident with a little bit of help and a little bit of compression, then I cannot recommend Honey Love enough. And they actually saw my reel and reached out and were like, wait, we're refunding you right now for your order. We want to work with you. We want you to be an affiliate. We'll give you a discount code that your followers can use and all of that. So I will, the way that they work is that they it's not an actual code. You just have to click the specific link and the code will automatically be applied. This 10% off code will automatically be applied and I will put that link in the show notes. Um, again, I got the uh, superpower thong and I got it in a medium and it is a fucking game changer. So I felt absolutely beautiful for my bridal shower. Like I felt stunning um, probably the prettiest that I have maybe ever felt. So I know that my wedding day is going to be like 20 times that. And I don't know how I'm going to mentally be able to handle that because I could barely handle my fucking shower. Um, and we showed up and all my bridesmaids put on the most beautiful, intimate shower at 60 Vines. And they got such an amazing uh, balloon installation and all the flowers were incredible and the menu was amazing and it was just so special and such a perfect amount of people. I think like maybe like there were 12 of us there, maybe like 13. I can't remember exactly, but Merritt was there. Amy was there. All of my best friends, one of my aunts, my sister, my mom, Zach's mom, um, and, you know, I was going back and forth about whether or not Zach should come at the tail end of the shower. Every, pretty much every bridal shower I think that I've been to, that's been the case. It's like tradition for the guy to show up right when things are about to be over, essentially to like help bring presents to the car. Um, now, it turned out that Zach was there for like a good majority of the shower because um, we went over time. So he showed up and my mom made this really pr beautiful speech and she played us a song that she just feels like is our song and is our love story and uh, just tells the story of like how how long it took for me to find my person. Um, and I sobbed. I did not expect that. But like as soon as... So my friend Kelly got up like at the very beginning of the shower to basically welcome everyone. And as soon as she started talking, I started tearing up. And then when my mom started talking, I teared up. And then when she started playing the song, I was like shaking, crying. That's how hard I was crying. Um, and I'm just like, I am so fucked. I am so fucked for our actual wedding weekend. Like I keep acting like I'm going to be you know, just like, uh, just fully have my shit together during 
you know, speeches and like the entire thing. And I just know that I'm not. So I'm going to have to talk to the makeup artist about waterproof everything because I'm not going to last for like 10 minutes. Anyway, um, so yeah, the shower was just amazing. We got really wonderful gifts. I was so happy that Zach was there to open the gifts with me and we played like a little game. Um, like, you know, they, the girls sent him questions to answer a few weeks ago and I gave my answer and we saw if they matched and all that fun stuff. Um, and then we came back home and decompressed from the shower for a little bit. And then we took Zach's mom and met my family at Carbone's Dallas, the original, which they are now suing the new Carbone in the design district because they have come in and fuck shit up for the little guy. And I wish them luck in in this litigation because I do think it's pretty fucked up. It's like a very David and Goliath situation, as the article about it says. And, um, you know, it just makes me so upset because it's such a Dallas staple. And the fact that, like, people are getting the two confused so much to the point where if you call Carbone's Dallas to make a reservation, they're they're welcome when they pick up the phone or like their greeting message that they say to you is something like, thank you for calling Carbone's Dallas, not Carbone, which is in the design district. I don't know. Like, it just makes me sad and it sucks that they're going through this. I just love them so much. It's the best fucking pasta ever. And we had a really cute family dinner and everyone super enjoyed themselves. And then Sunday, um, me and my four best friends met up at um, Knox Bistro for brunch. And funny story, we were actually supposed to go to Sidell's because um, I somehow was able to secure a reservation there for the five of us. And we were all so fucking excited, freaking out. And then we find out that over the weekend, they had like something happen with their roof. Like, to the point where they thought it was maybe going to collapse or like cave in. And they had, they had had to clear the restaurant out on Saturday, but they hadn't put anything out in the universe about Sunday reservations. And so we were like, okay, like, I guess we have to go and show up even though we don't know what's going on. And they texted at like the last minute and basically said that due to something happening at the restaurant they were closed for the day so our reservation got canceled and um knox bistro which used to be called up on knox but they changed their name to knox bistro um had an had room for us and that was the original plan like that's what we were gonna do before i found the sedell's reservation so basically it all worked out and we had an amazing brunch and it was so beautiful to be back together with the five of us. And it 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 was it was just magical. And then after brunch, I went back home and we hung out with Zach's mom for a few more hours. And then um, she had an evening flight. So we dropped her off at the airport and and then Zach and I came home and um sort of just continue to decompress from all of the the socialness and the activity from the weekend and I uh, ordered us a Zalot pizza the pepperoni masterclass with basil thank you it's so fucking delicious and that was 
the weekend. It was a lot. There were so many small moments. It was just so special and so magical. But like I said, it's like, I it, it felt very out of body. And I think that's why I was so overwhelmed and emotional on the day of my actual shower. Like, I felt like I was floating above my body because it just it just hit me. I mean, everything just hit me. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. And I know that I'm like, my case isn't special, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, I literally never thought I would be here. Like, I don't, it's not computing that this is my bridal shower to celebrate me getting married to my person. Like, what the fuck? This is not real. This can't be real. Um, so like I said, I'm saying it for the 17th time, but I'm very, very scared for my, uh, what is sure to be an emotional roller coaster come October. I don't know if it's obvious, like you, you guys can hear in my voice today that I am, <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm struggling to record this because I'm so stressed about this fucking trip that we leave for tomorrow. I'm not stressed about the trip. I'm just stressed about like, being gone and just remembering everything and getting all of our loose ends tied up and like getting my work finished and there's also like uh some like wedding things that we're trying to hammer out as well and it's a long time to be gone i mean i'm so 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 excited literally i cannot fucking wait for this trip and it's really at, like the at the heart of it all it's to celebrate Zach's 40th birthday, which is at the end of the month. Um, and this trip came about because we, uh, his mom's side of the family all live in Florida and they wanted to meet me before, you know, the actual wedding itself. So we were just going to go for like a quick weekend. And then Zach was like, well, what if we extended it and made it kind of like a little Southeast coastal trip. So we are going to um, start in Miami tomorrow. And then over the weekend, we'll be in West Palm visiting his family. And then at the beginning of next week, we'll be um, in Orlando strictly to go to Harry Potter World. Um, and then we're going to go to Savannah. And then we're going to end in Charleston and fly home. And I've never taken a trip like this before. I'm I I'm just, I'm excited, but I just, I feel like my mind is going 200 miles per hour and I'm trying to like think of all the things at once and it's just a lot. So if I have sounded different today on today's episode, I hope that you guys can forgive me and I hope it's still been great to listen to. We are not done by the way, like this is just kind of me doing a small interlude, calling myself out because I'm really good at that. Um, and I don't want you guys to think that I don't know that I'm not at 100 as I'm speaking to you in this moment. So um, we are going to jump into part two because we have actually watched a lot of things in the last a couple of weeks since I talked to you guys. And then I'm going to end with a part three with two different advice questions. I got a lot sent in a few weeks ago, so um, I'm excited to make my way through those per episode. But for today's, I'm going to do, I'm going to double up and answer two of them. But before we get into these last two parts, let's take a quick ad break all about Anchor. 
and we are back. So let's talk about what I've been reading, watching, and listening to lately. So we finally got around to watching Dune, and we didn't watch it for forever because Zach bought the book and he was insistent that he read it first. And I was like, I don't really see this painting out for us, but okay, that's fine. I'll humor you until we just can't take it anymore. And we finally got to that point. So we watched Dune um, and we liked it. It was wild. I mean, I went into it knowing next to nothing. All I could remember being told about the movie is that um, there's like a weird voice that the characters speak in and it like controls everything. That's legitimately all I could remember. Um, So and, and like as we were watching it and we talked about this after, but I was like, I I mean, if you still want to read the the series, that's great. I just don't know how the fuck you could like it just from the movie alone it's so much to keep up with there are so many names uh, so many um terms and and verbiage and worlds and people and oh my god like I feel like it's the type of book that I would have to have like a running list like a notepad next to the bed uh, and like write down all of the names and how everyone is connected and who's what Um, I don't know if it would be an enjoyable read for me personally, but the movie was really good, um, super fucking intense. There was literally no uh, levity at any point, like not even for one second was there like a moment of um, a laugh or a smile or a pause in the intensity and action. Um, And it was very much like the it, it just it was directed I'm sure exactly as the first book is because it felt like a book where nothing really happens until the very end of it. And it leaves you on a cliffhanger and is like completely setting you up for the rest of the series. So uh, and I know that's what they're doing with Dune. I know like they're going to continue on making the movies and all of that. So, um, you know, um, we enjoy it. And then we also, with all of the buzz of the new Top Gun movie coming out, we really want to go see it in IMAX, but with everything going on, we haven't had the time. So we decided that in the meantime, while we're trying to find time to go see the new one, that we would rewatch the old one. And I legitimately think that the only time I've ever seen Top Gun was at summer camp. Like, literally, we would have movie nights at summer camp, and it would always be a very old school, like 80s movie that was kind of like appropriate for the whole family. And that is the only time that I have watched it. And obviously I was really young and around like all of my friends and boys during movie night. So there's no way that I was actually paying attention. So to actually like sit down and really watch it, um, I have to say it's fucking fantastic top gun is a fucking awesome movie like wow and tom cruise is absolutely insane and so so weird but fuck me if he wasn't hot as shit like there is no denying that he was beautiful and even like for the corniness of that 80s sex scene and like the darkness and the silhouettes like it was hot so I'm very, very excited that that's fresh in our minds and that we are going to um, see 
see the new one soon. We might even see it during this trip that we're about to go on. We'll see. Also, while Zach's mom was in town this weekend, we um, watched Jack Ryan. Yes, the John Krasinski series on Amazon Prime. It originally came out in 2018, and I watched the entire thing like in a weekend when it came out and remember loving it so much. And I don't know how it came up in conversation, but basically it's one of his mom's favorite rewatch shows and Zach had never seen it. And so it just seemed like a very easy, neutral thing that all of us could enjoy and watch. And I got to say, it's just as good as the first time. It's just I it, like it's such a good story. Tom Clancy did a really good job with that one and the way that they adapted it for TV, I think, um, was absolutely perfect. So if you have not watched Jack Ryan, you should maybe maybe consider doing that. We also um, in the last two weeks started the new Love on the Spectrum, the U.S. version. We Uh, were major, major fans of the original Australian version, obviously. And I was a little nervous that there's one in the U.S. now. I don't know, like just the the Australian setting of the original series just added so much charm. So I was very nervous to see how the U.S. one came across. But it's absolutely incredible. Uh, We are completely obsessed we are, were laughing. We were crying. We did not finish it. I actually think I'm going to download the rest of it for us to watch on the plane um, during this trip. It was, it is just the most heartwarming, pure show maybe ever created. And it actually really, really, really has piqued my interest in working with autistic adults. And I haven't had the time to do like a deep Google search. I did like a very surface level one and couldn't really find anything. Um, But I assume I'm not digging deep enough for like looking for the right thing. But if you know of any organization or anything in the Dallas area that works with autistic adults, um, please let me know. Email me or DM me or find a way to reach out to me because... um, I'm, I'm very, very interested in looking into that. We also started the George Carlin special directed by Judd Apatow on oof, Netflix. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Um, and it is incredible as well. We did not finish it. It's very long. It's like, I think it's, is it one whole documentary or is it split up into episodes? Y'all, I don't know. So much has happened. But um, I mean, George Carlin is was a fucking legend and I did not know about his entire story and just like how he came up and um you know how he got his start I didn't know anything so it's been um really lovely watching that that's probably another one that I will download to finish on the plane during our trip I also speaking of finishing things I will be finishing A Court of Mist and Fury on this godforsaken trip. If it's the last thing I do, I am literally 75% of the way through. Um, And so it is a goal of mine to be done. And the next podcast episode you hear, I'm giving you my full ass review on it. Thank you very much. And then the last thing I'll say for things I'm listening to, Arcade Fire came out with a new album and the entire theme is about anxiety. And we have not gotten through the entire album, but Zach put it on in the car like last weekend when we were driving around and 
even just like within the first three songs, I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And I feel like they're speaking directly to me. Wow. wow, wow, wow. So um, if you are into them or if you're into songs about anxiety, I would suggest uh, checking out their latest album. One last thing uh, that is on my list to watch and listen to is Bo Burnham's extra content from his incredible special on Netflix from last year called Inside. I was absolutely fucking obsessed with that entire special and every single song and Bo Burnham. It is the most brilliant thing I maybe have ever seen in my life, but definitely in a very, very long time. And I still listen to the album uh, regularly. So I, the fact that he, you know, has taken the time to put together um, new content based off all the stuff that didn't make it into his original special is very exciting. And um, once again, uh, maybe we'll watch that during this trip. (laughs) Okay, let's dive into the last part of today's episode, part three, and I'm going to spend this time answering an advice question. I know that literally just a few minutes ago, the old version of me said that I was going to answer two questions, but I'm realizing now that we are almost an hour into this and I I lo- I was losing steam within the first 5 minutes of talking today because I am the worst and am so fucking overwhelmed. So, I'm going to go easy on myself and I'm only going to answer this one question and it's the same question that I posted a preview of last week within the private That's What You Said Facebook group. So if you are already in that group, you may have already seen this question. You may have already commented on this question and given your own answer. But for the rest of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, let me read to you the advice question submitted to me. Hi, Emma. I love listening to your podcast, and I think it is so funny and helpful to hear your perspective. I was hoping to receive some advice about my relationship. My boyfriend and I have been dating for seven months, and I love him. There's no question about it. But twice in the span of those seven months, he has suggested that we end things due to different personalities and a need for a bit of space in the relationship. I have an anxious attachment style while he has an avoidant one. He also doesn't deal with negative emotions very well and will tend to shut down and resort to worst-case scenario options, it seems. How do I give him more space while also being connected and close to him? How do I become more confident in myself and our relationship when being apart sometimes makes me anxious and doubtful? I hope you see this. Sometimes a bit of real-world advice is better than therapy. So, like I said, I posted this last week, and I wrote it from a very neutral standpoint. I mean, I absolutely do not feel neutral about it at all, which you'll hear in a matter of seconds. But I was very proud of myself for the way that I posted it because so much of the writer in me wanted to emphasize particular words and call things out. But I said, no, Emma, no, because we are trying to be unbiased here and just share the question and see what everyone thinks. And to the girl who wrote this in, hi. I it, it's so hard with these with getting advice questions. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Let me just say that first. I love it because it it's it's fun. It's fun to give your opinion and it's fun to um give it from what you believe to be an unbiased place. Um, because the truth of the matter is that I don't know the person, I don't know their partner, I don't know 
the ins and outs of the relationship. I don't I don't know how old they are. Like lots of things can play into these situations. Like it, it, a lot of it can be extremely circumstantial. So when I'm giving my reaction to these advice questions, please just like everyone keep that in mind that we don't know so much, but I'm just telling you what what I would do based off a gut reaction and based off my own real world experience. So unfortunately, um, you need to break up with this guy. The fact that you have been dating for seven months, only seven months, in the grand scheme of things, isn't super long, but like it's enough time. And he's tried to get out of the relationship twice already in such a short amount of time to me is him basically asking you to get out of it for him. He clearly does not know what he wants. The fact that he is an avoidant attachment type and you're anxious, that is like the number one combination to avoid, no pun intended, at all costs. And I can tell you that it's the only type of relationship that I went after my whole life, basically, up until Zach. I am very anxious attachment style. I need a lot of reassurance. Quality time is my absolute number one love language. I've realized that about myself. And dating someone who is trying to avoid all of those things and essentially exist in this realm that is one foot out the door at all times to protect themselves and their independence is not it. That is not what you need. And this guy has already shown that to you several times. Also, the fact that he doesn't deal well with negative emotions. And it sounds to me like when things get hard and stuff comes up, his tactic is to jump immediately to, well, we should just break up. And that's not a partner. That is not a lifelong partner who is looking to really be in this thing and evolve with you and grow with you and figure things out with you. In your email, you state that you love him and there's no question about it. But my question for you is, does he feel the same? Does he love you? Is he vocal about that? Do you have any questions about it? And I know that being anxious attachment style, that obviously comes with a lot of anxiety and a lot of questioning and second guessing and self-doubt. But there's a huge difference in whether that is coming just from you and your inner demons and you trying to work through your relationship anxiety and whether that is a direct cause of him not giving you what you need to feel safe and secure and loved. And it does not sound like you are getting any of that, especially from someone who seems very flighty and is ready to run at the first sign of conflict and doesn't want to deal with it. And by posting this question on the That's What E Said Facebook member page, I was happy to see that I was not the only one to think this. A couple of responses that really resonated with me was one member said, he's not asking for space. He's already asked her to break up. She should listen to his actions as much as his words. She can do better. And then another woman said, he asked for a break twice, 
Breaks are so fishy to me. A good partner won't make you question yourself or your relationship. Breakups are easier said than done, especially if she's attached, but he's got to go. And I agree wholeheartedly with these responses. And I know that it sucks. And especially because you feel that you love this guy. But I am just letting you know from an outsider's standpoint that this just does not sound like the situation you deserve. And I do not want to bring it back to me, but I just have to offer you this firsthand experience that I dated a guy that I was pretty excited about and crazy over. And he, from day one, he let me know via his actions that he was very much an avoidant type. He was extremely reluctant to put a label on anything for months on end. I was constantly questioning his feelings about me, where we stood, what I was doing. I even confronted him about it one time and said that it seemed like his friends liked me a lot more than he did, to which he responded that usually he is head over heels for whoever he likes right away and that's not happening with me and he doesn't know why but he really likes me and he still wants to continue to date me and I kept fucking dating him and I will take a quote directly from Phyllis Vance from The Office when she told Dwight that she just feels that everybody deserves to be with someone who wants to be with them and this guy has shown you in such a short amount of time that he doesn't really want to be in this. He probably doesn't want to be in anything is what it sounds like to me. And like the group member said, it is so much easier said than done. And this sounds so cliche to say, but I'd rather you go through the heartbreak now than continue to grow more and more anxiously attached to this completely avoidant person and end up getting further in and more hurt down the line when you could have avoided it. Turn the avoidance back on him by avoiding this entire relationship. Okay, guys, that is all that I have the capacity for today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I feel like it was so bad, but I also know how in my own head I am right now with everything on my plate. So I'm just going to not listen to myself and ask that you guys, um, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined to share it with friends and family that you think would be into it, to share it on your Instagram stories with your own followers if they would be into it. And I just thank you for the support and for listening. Y'all are the best. I will not be back next week because we will be literally in the thick of our trip. So another hiatus week and then another week doubling down on all of the content that I have not had the time to update you guys on. And then we'll be back on schedule. Don't worry. June is just a really busy month. So yeah, love you guys. Hope you have a wonderful week and weekend and other weekend and all the things. And I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Oh.